them come. This is their fate. All right, all right. Welcome back to the House of Wolves podcast. I am your host, Deontay, here with my near and dear friends, Jalen and Josh. Another day, another episode. We're going to have some quite a bit of topics today. A lot of weird stuff is happening in the gaming industry. A lot of products being announced. A lot of stuff going on. So we got quite a bit of topics for you guys today. Uh, but before we get started, I want to ruin the surprise. Jalen and Josh, I want to update the people, talk about what's going on, what you're playing, what you've been up to, how's life is treating you. Let's get this pod introduced. Uh, well, we actually got to play the game a little bit uh, this week, Overwatch which two. we yes, we don't normally do. <laughs> uh, and yeah, last week Overwatch was on fire, like literally, so we couldn't play the game. Uh, but yeah, it, it's it's been pretty good for me. Um, the the family's doing well, trying to get adjusted to like the new new baby life. Um, but ironically, it's like I have less time to sleep, but since I'm up. I kind of get to play the game a little bit more just at like weird times. Mm. Um, uh, yeah, and then else new and I, I ain't played nothing new. Um, uh, waiting for a couple games. One game I was looking forward to is, uh, is definitely not a buy anymore. Uh, <laughs> uh, which we're going to talk about. Uh, okay. Okay. Uh, but yeah, yeah, what you you said nothing really been playing over outside 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 of Overwatch too, right? You ain't really yeah playing much. Yeah, just same kind of old same. trying to finish these battle passes so I can uh, move on to something else. Yeah, battle pass is another interesting topic we're gonna talk about. Um, Jalen, what you been playing? What you been up to? How's how's life in uh, Chicago? This week went by kind of quick, but I ain't really been playing nothing. Uh, had to got had was able to get some games in on Overwatch too, so that was smooth. Mm-hmm. Found out I'm cheeks on that game now, like so that's not smooth. <laughs> I'm like, man, I gotta get my ash aim back, bro. But uh, I mean, I'm tired of hearing me talking about ash. But now I gotta get my aim and stuff back right on that game. Um, still playing that Emro Kaizo version. Um. Trying to think, uh, but no, nah, that's really about it. I had something else I wanted to say, but it might have slipped my mind. So, but other than that, everything I've just been chilling. Um, you know, another day, another dollar working and stuff like that. So, um, oh yeah, not a whole lot going on. He's he's so. he's full fledged in that work life, guys. Uh, it's been mm-hmm. it's it's gonna get even more interesting when you're like, bro, what am I even doing? He's like. No. <laughs> I'm already thinking I'm, I'm like 40 hours a week kind of ghetto bro I'm like oh, 40 hours a week I, I need to spend at least let me see, 40 hours 8 hours a day and now you got uh, money to waste on these video games yeah now you got like, money to waste <laughs> oh, that's the thing bro I'm like I need 56 you hours how much for that skin? I guess <laughs> yeah yeah, that's like body, body, and you thought I was saying that. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I right. still ain't finna buy no skins. I, bro, I got Xbox money that I still ain't even use yet. I bought a $10 gift card. I still ain't put that in, bro. I put that in like 
I bought that like a couple months ago. Didn't use that. I got like fifteen, twenty dollars of Xbox money. I just been sitting on that. I still ain't use. I'm like, bro, I need to get accustomed to these microtransactions because the money needs to be spent. <laughs> yeah, you good? I might do it on Overwatch. You you good? Hold on to it. You can stockpile it. You can buy the battle pass with it for sure. Obviously, if you wanted it. Um, nah, I'm gonna get them. I'm gonna get because uh, at least. Can, <laughs> <laughs> at least you it's like you know if you buy it on a microsoft console you still can be able to use it on the xbox i mean on the playstation you know stuff like that if you wanted to continue on your playstation because obviously uh overwatch when you get an achievement they <laughs> boot you to the, they boot your console they reboot you man i don't know what the heck is up with that overwatch 2 has had so many problems but one of them was the xbox when you get an achievement they literally kick you out the game. So, you if you if you're achieving something and you're actually doing something right, you get you get rewarded with a boot. Um, but yeah, I've been um, anything any anything else, Jalen? Before I go into me, what I've been up to? Uh, nothing for all night. I started back. With, one of my friends he keeps trying to give me to open stuff, so I actually been opening stuff a lot more. And he actually had a basketball game this past week. I'm looking like, they're really good. He, man, he's been successful with it, man, because I've been on the fence about hoping and stuff. But I'm like, I'm glad that he's doing it. So. Yeah. Okay. Well, yeah. Um, I, I've i been playing Overwatch 2. I played a little bit of Apex Legends. Um, and I haven't really played much else. I've been trying to finish uh spongebob you know battle for bikini bottom i don't know like i said i've been playing that for a little bit off and on on the steam deck uh and i recently just you know had got a bunch of technology because i got the new pixel 7 pro and the google watch which um at the time of this recording i just launched my little first impressions if you guys are interested in seeing that but um yeah I've just been working, playing the game, messing with the new stuff, the new tech that came out, and yeah. just been. How long before they cancel the watch? I hope not. <laughs> I hope they don't. I mean, this one here, quick a brief synopsis of it: um, the battery isn't the greatest, but it charges really, really fast. It, it's not standard for these watches to charge. In like 15 to 30 minutes, like you can go from zero to 60% in like 15 minutes. And then like at 28 minutes, you're at 100. So like literally they will last you all day. And if you just charge it for a couple minutes when you first get home, maybe um, when you're, you know, eating or whatever, you can literally have enough to get through the sleep through the night and still have a lot of juice in the morning. Um, I haven't charged this thing yet, and I'm sitting at 39%. So it's like the battery is sufficient. And I say you have workarounds, but it's the first generation. So it has first generation kinks that need to be worked out. It's only one face. It's only one size. I got a big arm. I like I like a bigger size. So small things like that. But um, overall, at least... It's not Stadia. At least this product seems as if it's going to be around, you know? Uh, and and uh, hopefully, 
they continue to improve it because they have a lot of this, they have a lot of cohesion and like, um, how you say it's all coming together. Now that the pixel buds, the pixel watch, the pixel pro, like they're, they're making their ecosystem. They already had all the tools to beat or to come to match Apple is now they have the product that's also helping to match their quality. Cause it was always this, this, this weird space where everybody was so, everything was so different. And now that Google has created their own product, they can create that cohesion that we all enjoy sometimes. I mean, I don't like to be boxed in with Apple stuff. Y'all know how it is with Apple. You kind of have one way or no, you know, but, um, at least they're creating that, that system for them as well. So we'll see how it goes. Uh, but yeah, that's pretty much all I've been up to reviewing that and stuff and trying to, you know, raise my kids and uh, stay on task uh, and keep make sure I'm, you know, doing everything at the job. So just been me chilling. Um, but yeah, let's talk about some games, 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 games. You know, I like games. That's what you want me to say? I like games. <laughs> um. So let's talk about them. First off, it's not a really a game, but it's a product. Um, I wanted to talk through the MetaQuest Pro. Um, the MetaQuest Pro is basically their their geared product towards the Pro VR user and AR user. Um, it's more so probably meant for businesses. Um, in gaming they did talk a lot about gaming during the presentation but at the same time it did wasn't felt like it was geared towards a gamer um it is a probably a much better uh equipment and everything like that but it, i really feel like they wanted this to be a buy-in like from these uh, businesses that they want people to actually purchase and um i don't know if that's going to work so the MetaQuest Pro for um, Jalen's sake, in case he didn't know or anyone out there that didn't know what this product is, it's basically the um, Oculus, which is now called the Meta, the Oculus Quest. Um, this is like their new version. It just just announced. I guess the third Quest. Second. Yes, this they is just dropped two. Yes, it's the Oculus Quest and Oculus Quest 2, now the Oculus Quest Pro. Um, they're, they're also talking about the 3, which is going to be much more um, cost efficient and not expensive. But the Quest Pro is meant for that, um, like I said, the higher end user, the businesses. Um, this thing here is quite expensive. It is literally fifteen hundred dollars. Um, I knew there was going to be a price hike. I just didn't know it was going to be this bad. Like this is a obviously this is like state of the art technology. I don't I don't want to put a number on how much this stuff costs to make or to be even used properly. But what I do know is that fifteen hundred dollars is a lot to spend on a niche especially when you yourself yeah you yourself have created a space where it's a race to the bottom like 
you're now like it, it just feels like the messaging is all off and and it feels like most people are going to just request these same features to come to the more cheaper product and that's mm-hmm. going to be the quest three and I don't know what business is, is going to get duped into thinking that this $1,500 product was worth the money, especially when most of their hardcore niche followers are going to f- try to force their hand to put any of this, some of this technology into Quest 3 and just look for reiterations down that line from there. So this product, one, feels premature. Two feels very much too expensive and three has no market right now. <laughs> it really is the trifecta of loss. I don't know if I don't see the gain they had of announcing this. Um, and I don't know whether or not it was smart on their part. Mm-hmm. What's your thoughts, Jalen? Josh, what do you guys think about VR or this product itself? Would you yeah, I think it? there is a space for... Um, yeah, like I had the the Quest 1, um, and it's still a pretty good device. I enjoyed it when I had it. The The main thing is was, like, it's, it's a novel. I, w- I want to say it's a novelty because some of the games are fun, but for me, it's a novelty. Because I even like the the games I really did like on it, I'm not gonna spend like a lot of time playing them. Like if realistically, if I had the choice to go in VR, but also do like a regular just play with a controller, I would do that. Maybe I'll try out the VR at certain points, but I just don't like playing the whole thing like that. So, anyways, with the with these other devices, like they're um, they're getting better technology. Um, but the same thing is that I I don't see myself spending more money for for the same experience. Um, I would rather you know it, it got cheaper and better, or stayed around the same price but just got better, and then maybe I'll be interested in it. Yeah. And so, and even like the most high end one, which was like a thousand dollars, which was uh the Steam Index. Like I honestly, if I was like in that market, I probably would still be looking towards the Steam one, just because like their ecosystem is just like like the best overall ecosystem. In which you know Meta, they're getting really good exclusives. Like they had the Resident Evil um, VR game, but I don't know. I don't. I don't feel like I can trust Meta to like continuously update and support all their games like the best they can. Um, Absolutely. Because like yeah. And so yeah, it's a lot of money, and when when you're spending that much money, you gotta take that stuff into consideration. Where if it was like 200 bucks, you know, whatever, I'll buy it, put a couple of games on there, and if it doesn't, you know, pan out, then I ain't lose that much. <laughs> right, but this is like a, a large investment. This is this is game changing, and it it it's back compatible with all of their old quest stuff and i'm assuming it has technology that's going to allow it to use the oculus link to link it to a steam like your pc but um it's fifteen hundred dollars and you're trusting that this company and developers that are making games solely for this 
experience are going to continue to push things and try to push the envelope. Um, I just don't think we were there to the point where the transition was, 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 it, it was time for the transition. Like this probably will be a great product at some point. It's kind of like the Google lenses, like the glasses, like at some point, those are going to make a lot of sense for a lot of people. It's just not right now. Um, and it just, just screams just not right now, man. Like all of it screams that, um, has there, has there ever been a product? Um, yeah, well, I guess there has, there's always been products that have been too early, um, too early to adopt something like, um, even like the online, always online thing with Xbox. I mean, that's where the game, that's where everything was going towards anyway, but nobody wanted you to tell them to do something immediately. Just like no one wants yeah. to be forced into re you know, receiving your technology as if it's a game changer. They have to find those moments where people start to see the benefit of things and to force feed benefits to someone. is kind of just like the simple, it's like the same thing where people come in and they try to reinvigorate um, the, the workforce by doing something. It's like it falls on deaf ears and sometimes it's, it's a miss. So what I would like for them to do is to continue to improve their technology. Um, I think that this product is going to um, it's, it's not going to sell well, but it, it may be um, something that like people would hold on to for a little bit because I feel I do feel like the technology is pretty strong. But there's like there's going to be multiple reiterations of this and there's going to be things that improve processes and processing power that's going to improve. And there's just not going to be a, a strong use case, you know, to to early adopt. And that's my concern. I'm not saying that the technology is broken. I'm not saying that it's not a good idea. I'm saying that the, the early adoption is what's going to make or break you, especially when you're spending a ton of money on trying to push this forward. Um, you're going to it's not going to be a point where you hit a, you know, that 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 magical number or that magical uh, outreach where you're going to cause the reality to shift in your favor it's going to be a steady decline i and 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 it's going to be that way for a good period of time um you may get something you may catch you know that that quest 2 was lightning in a bottle like type of situation where it was a perfect moment perfect solution for a perfect situation everyone's stuck at home how do you interact with one another (laughs) VR and some that that is a specific use case and it was solved by a specific product. Now that we're back out in the world in reality, yes, people have adjusted to being feeling more comfortable away from others, but that's that that interaction is still needed and was surely missed. So you're gearing your entire company around creating that space i think your i think your metrics are off i think your understanding of the world is off and you really have to take a step back pull yourself out of your own bubble and really understand where we are um we're not in a space right now where luxury items are being 
um, pushed and, and be, are being bought often. We are in a, we are technically in a recession and people are being conscious of what they spend their money on. This product, obviously, you're always going to be products, recession or not, companies got to do what they got to do. But this product here, this screams excessive and it's never going to not until people find the primary use cases that are really strong that is going to make this product push. So that's my take on MetaQuest Pro. I am intrigued. I think the technology is amazing in some ways and, and like really weird in others. Them having the tagline of getting legs is a telltale sign that you're not doing the right things and you're not marketing to the right people. Because mm-hmm. if you're telling me that legs was a big talking point for your for for this this expansive technology, legs where people requested the most. What is it truly geared towards? Is it geared towards a social experience, then you shouldn't be spending $1,500 on that. So yeah. it just makes no, it, it's, it's like really like poor, poorly positioned, poorly um, put out there. It's just like a lot of miss um, misfires. So, but that's my take. Any, anything to follow anything to... No, uh, like there's always nice to have those high end devices, but it's also the point where they're trying to get the device like more ubiquitous, more people to adopt it, more people to adopt it at work, mm-hmm. and like buying. So like businesses buy in bulk anyway. So like uh, we gonna buy 500 VR headsets, um, even though the this new quest pro is like the best product that is a lot more money and it might be hard to justify even businesses that are interested in that type of stuff they might just go with the cheaper better like product because it offers better value you're getting a much cheaper price but still get to test out these new you know uh fields that you're trying to get into in your business so yeah i I see a hard time for this particular device. Uh, I think Facebook needs to focus on like getting it as cheap and as available as possible. Yeah, Um, yeah. absolutely agreed. All right. If that's uh, nothing else, let's move to Overwatch. Overwatch two is actually doing quite good. Um, Overwatch two has had, reached 10, 25 million players in its first 10 days. That's really good. Um, it had a really bad launch. So that's even more amazing that they was able to get that much, you know, experience. I hope this ain't being fudged by the DDoSing, but I would hope not. I think they're actually counting players. I think they're sophisticated enough to do that. Um, and that's a, that's a pretty good number. My thing is, and that's where it ties back to my point about DDoS and like all the stuff. What are they truly counting? Because every time I get into that game, I am searching for at least a minute and thirty seconds. <laughs> and maybe, <laughs> and maybe that's just us. But have Jalen, have you had experience where you got into a game matches pretty quickly on a day to day basis? Josh, have you had experience where you were like? Back to back in in uh in 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 matches. 
Because I know when we play together, yeah, it, it's like a minute and 30. It depends on the time of day and also like the um, the role queue, I think takes maybe takes a little longer because it's trying to like optimize the settings, you know. Um, whereas if I just play like normal unranked quick play, like every time I click on that, it was like 20 seconds. But of course, it might depend on the time of day. Um, but I will say that 20 million or 25 million or whatever is is good. It doesn't mean that those people are still playing regularly. It's just those are the number of people that that booted it up. Um, so, and I think I had to look up the numbers. I think 25 million was what the original game sold in like its first few months. So yeah, this is it's, like, it was like yeah. four times the amount that they had adopted in the first few days. But again, this is free versus free versus mm-hmm. not free is big is a big something. Yeah, how many people are actually still playing? How many yeah. people are, have spent money on it? Because I'm playing every day, but I haven't spent no money on it. So right. you know the success is going to vary, but at least they, I don't know, with it being free to play, and if people like it, they will show up. Uh, and that's what you always want for these type of games is to get people to show up for your new events. Oh yeah. Um, so I mean that is that is the key, you know, and, and it's, it's kind of tied into the battle pass with you, which we're going to talk about. But um, Overwatch Two, at least it's showing that people were interested in this game. They were they were interested in wanting to play it. Um, if this is something that does very well, it would help in, you know, that succession planning for, um, or not succession plan, but the actual um, acquisition and stuff like that. I just think if it's a win for them, it's it, it would be a good win. Um, I don't see why this game wouldn't be, um, what wouldn't, wouldn't have a continuous base, like for real, because even though there's a lot of gripes with it right now, a lot of issues, it's still fun to play. Um, and it's still fun to play um, on a casual basis. It's not even like you have to play it dedicated. You can play it on a casual basis and still enjoy yourself. Um, there is the, you know, the role playing and, and you know, have that all that coming into play. And your, your experience is kind of gauged on whether or not your teammates are actually decent. Um, that still has something to be, still something to be worked on, but overall, my experience has been positive, uh, when I'm able to play. So I think last week we kind of talked about it and we were like, we were all pretty much in the same, you know, that, you know, Jalen couldn't play with Ash. It was merging account issues. There were, you know, stupid things that were just like causing us to not be able to play. And it's still the Xbox thing is weird, but, um, how has y'all has the experience gotten better? over the last week or two for you or has it been like the same y'all just really haven't really seen like a big huge change in like the experience um i mean i think it's still overall good for me um because i when they drop the updates it's like it it weird times for me so i end up coming in after a lot of the issues have been fixed mm-hmm. i know the last update they dropped it had introduced a lot of like uh latency for a lot of people um but i think that's 
that might be mostly taken care of. Uh, the main thing is that I actually have been able to play with y'all. <laughs> yeah. We was trying to coordinate, get some time in, and then we'll get on. And then Jalen, he's trying to sync his account, and it's taking, you know, an hour. Uh, but once we actually got it all together, got all into the game, it's been running good for me. Um, I think Jalen was telling me he had a couple gripes with a couple things, like he was trying to uh, make use of his his gold coins. <laughs> oh yeah, I forgot a whole about the whole gold coins transition stuff. Because they said they patched something to do with like gold coins not working for certain items, but I'm not. Mm. I didn't look into it to actually see. Yeah, I think the, I I think we were talking about you know adjusting the pricing and all of that good stuff and how it would probably be beneficial. And they never get it right out the gate and this stuff like this been happening a long time and their online system and like Blizzard only having like online games. Um, yeah, I totally. Yeah, I think the I, I think that that stuff can be worked on. Um, it's unfair now. I feel like for us to, I, it's un it's unfair to me the how much more um, accommodating gamers can be for crap games that come out in bad states. Because of like this online service always ready to fix, you know, patches and all that stuff. Um, I found it unfair because it used to be where you had to. And I mean, it's obviously times change. It's just unfair to the people that had to dedicate their time to making sure their games shipped properly um, to the people that can just kind of throw it out there, hope for the best. And then once the feedback truly comes in, they can get to work. It just it's unfair to the workers and it's unfair uh, because the workers literally like their game never stops having to like, they don't have a true launch. They just have a, they have a day the servers log live and then they have to fix stuff continuously throughout the entire time span. Like I would hate to work on a live service game. I would rather work on like red dead, red dead redemption Two, like storyline versus the online mode or work on something that like literally has an ending because I just feel like game development is already chaos, but then you have a game that is also constantly being developed on. And that experience to me feels like a rat race, like constantly, like I'm always on a rat reel, like just trying to continuously push out good, you know, stuff and make sure my game is optimized and running properly. And it's like, updating it so people have fun with it and i'm just like yeah this is this is dead so um i don't know i I never actually just now thinking about how the the developer would like how, how would how would i even categorize myself as someone that don't want to play don't want to work on online service games like i would just have to say yeah that. i think I it's know. it's fair it, of course it's like you know hard to say that you don't want to be a part of destiny or you know, or whatever, because it's like these are still popular games, and that even though it doesn't end, you could still have a good time working yeah. on it. But I think the launches are always difficult because, like, I was thinking about that with like Overwatch Two. It's like, well, with all the stuff going wrong with it, it seems like you know, let's say the game is just an L and they wasted mm-hmm. whatever they they were doing uh, making the game. 
but it's also not completely true. Like, you know, the art team and the people balancing the characters, all this stuff, they still did a lot of work and it's still actually pretty fun. But Mm -hmm. since it's just like, it all didn't come together. The launch has been like, kind of like hard to be proud of the launch with like, for some people, maybe, you know, uh, Yeah, but uh, again, like you said, it's still better if the game comes together because like n- nobody made them launch. Like they're their own publisher. They got a, they're a big company. They got their own money. Um, so you know, if they needed more time, they could have took it. But it's just they don't usually do that. You know, they rather just put it out and then fix it over time. Yeah. Yeah, so I think Overwatch 2 at least showing that they can keep an audience or at least people are interested in there shows me promise because uh, at the end of the day, we just we just want, I guess what I want is, you know, more competitiveness in this um, space, but I want it to be the good type of competitiveness. I don't want it to be where everybody just becomes so complacent with, you know, trash launches and uh poor updates and you know like this right here just proves to me why i wait to play these types of free-to-play games sometimes because most of the time they're either going to launch in a poor state or they're um they're going to be very popular where it causes it to be a problem issue anyway so um it happened with every game that we've played that, that launches like this it's just there's there's no way to determine how much interest you're going to have in a free-to-play game on the day of so there's like really hard to determine that and obviously there's you know issues and attacks that can occur as well that can cause it to be poorly um uh, poorly done so Sometimes yeah. I feel like it's at a detriment to them to, to notify people of the launch date. Maybe it's better to just say, we launched it today, you'll know. <laughs> and that's it. Like Apex, did, yeah. which was funny. Um, what? Uh, how you feel about the launch now, Jalen? Now that um, you actually got to play it? Shoot. I mean... I don't. I still think it was. I was literally talking to one of my coworkers today about Overwatch Two launch. I was just like, I mean, the game is cool, but again, like that launch, it just kind of. I ain't gonna say it set the tone and stuff like that, but it did set a tone for a certain period of time. So, um, I don't know. I don't. I mean, I like. I, I was saying like the the game is solid game. Like we we know they not going to mess with the gameplay and stuff like that. Cause I mean, they ain't do much anyway. Like, well, I ain't going to, I ain't going to take that away from them. like, they probably did a lot with balancing and stuff like that, but the game foundation was already there because they just kind of switched overwatch one to overwatch two per se. Yep. But the overall like launch and stuff like that, it kind of left a bad taste in my mouth. So, but I mean, they, it's like I said, they can make up for that. It's not something that the game is just like cooked at this point or nothing like that. It's just, you know what I'm saying? You just kind of got to get that bad taste out of people out there or whatever. So. Um, but apparently, like we had mentioned this week and last week, that a lot of free-to-play multiplayer games and stuff like that, they kind of they ain't, ain't really seen like a good launch from any of them games. So. But yeah. I don't know. I just thought they could do something just a little bit different being a big studio that they is with them only work. I ain't going to say they only work on multiplayer games, but them they hit stuff. So. And they 
they missing. So I just and I have my ass, man. Come on, let's talk about it, bro. I, I'm sorry, man. I, I blame them, my man. Sorry, man. I don't blame myself for not playing Overwatch for six months, bro. I blame them because I couldn't play Overwatch with Ash for uh for a week, bro. What? Right? Pretty far. Yeah, that that is um, yeah that 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 is the the feeling. I feel the same way. I feel like it tainted it. I feel like it made it made it um a bad situation for a good game. So, um, but yeah, that's that's kind of what my thoughts were on Overwatch too. Anything to add before we move on? Um. No, I mean, um, we mentioned it briefly that it's just an update or, you know, to to the original game. But um, have y'all felt any significant difference? Because I know, like, Jalen, you played it a lot. And Deontay, you played it a lot, too. But you uh, didn't play it as much as us because you didn't like it. Does anything feel different that is significant so far? Nah, just me. I, f- I feel different now about play role playing games. Um, I feel that I can find more enjoyment in them. Um, I just feel different about the, uh, I guess it's a reset because the toxic nature of that game was always there. The reset is allowing me to get in at the beginning and see if that's something that I can become grow accustomed to to just play the game and not really care about like being the best at everything like i want to have a decent character in each uh class and i know you said you you want to really want to play with them all but at really i don't feel i feel it does feel like there's sometimes they're forcing you to do things but right now while everybody is on and trying to play it doesn't feel as competitive as it used to, where it was just we were playing with the people that really wanted to play Overwatch. Right now, we're playing with people that wanted to play Overwatch and the people that wanted to play with their friends, <clears throat> which gives me a lot of room. For, uh, uh, it's like a margin of error right now of, of, of ability to play who, who how you want to play in certain in certain degrees. And once that margin of error shrieks or shrinks to the point where I can't. I don't I, I have to play a certain role or a certain character to overcome this character. That's when I'm going to hate it again. So right now we reset margin of error is pretty high. I feel like we can play with a, a really uh, it's a broad list of characters and it doesn't feel as if we're powerless. Um, but once it gets that once it starts to shrink in the, in the player level and the competitiveness comes to that, I think I'm going to hate it again. But right now I like it. <laughs> that's I guess that's how I say it. No, that's fair, and I think being free to play might help that over time because at least you, the people jumping in might always be like more fresh or at least yeah. less uh, more casual. Because uh, even with like um, like Apex, I feel like we do run into like the people who are really really like crazy about the game. But yeah, whenever the new updates come out you feel like well it depends like obviously they're gonna pair you with your skill level but when the new updates come out more casual people come in and, and play in it it helps even it out for a bit yeah and then, and, and you know apex has a very dopamine type of effect where if you're getting 
trash like a multiple times. They'll put you in like a, 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 a worse lobby and make you feel good. And then they'll put you in a medium lobby. Then they put you back into them hit- with, with them hitters. So it's like this thing where they kind of keep you on a string to keep playing. Um, mm-hmm. Versus Overwatch, they're going to just keep... They, they, I don't know how their matchmaking works, to be honest. But honestly, I, I don't think they give you PD matches. Like I don't feel, I don't feel it. <laughs> okay. So, because it, because it's like they, it's a mixed um, matchmaking where, let's say, you know, I'm the, I'm the top level ELO or whatever. Mm. They'll put somebody who's like pretty low in there to balance it out. But right. it, it really just depends. Like if I quit the game, they're gonna pick the, the closest person available. <laughs> And and with them balancing all the characters, that also allows maybe that's the margin of error that I'm now feeling where everybody is valuable in a different way. And you don't have to say this is a direct counter to this person. You know, maybe they yeah, did. Balance it is a bit it. less of that. Maybe it did balance it enough to make me feel better about it. And it never becomes a, a gap um, for uh, the 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 actual you know level of skill maybe everybody is just going to be a little bit more valuable and that it causes it to feel more refreshing and and varied you don't you're not going to run up against the same person if you're playing someone because it, they're a direct counter you know so <clears throat> anything on that Jalen. Does it feel different? Does Ash bomb go off crazier? Nah, man. I, like Josh said, like, I mean, that don't really feel di- I guess I ain't never really played with y'all to understand, like, how the matchmaking stuff work. But, I mean, like, that made me think of crazy. Actually, I'm like, man, you some dogs, bro. What's going on here? We, we, we lose like three in a row. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. So... But no, nah, it ain't. I don't. I don't feel anything like significantly different. So, um, it's just kind of getting acclimated to like people moves and how they do different things. Like Arissa been able to kill people that are special and stuff like that. Like, you know what I'm saying? Just yeah. Well, that's different. Um, so Josh I got quiet on this when we were playing yesterday. He's like, man, oh, sorry, bro. Like, you know, my team. <laughs> Oh man! I mean, honestly, like Overwatch, Overwatch do make you uh like toxic. Like, man, this this ass trash. Like, who is that? Oh, that's Jalen. <laughs> <laughs> hey, I'm like, man, he ain't gave us this treatment since Destiny when we were sorry, bro. <laughs> get quiet, huh? Hey man, how are you? But get yeah, no, it's just playing? a weird game because you can like. It, they expect you or like want you to switch, so it like makes you judge your teammates more. Mm-hmm. And it's not even that I'm judging y'all. It's just like I'm I'm trying to figure out like how we, like who is who is killing us. I feel like it was like a Genji or something. Like how how we get around this Genji because I'm like I'm Zayata and I I can't kill him. <laughs> yeah, I yeah, think it's like I think 76. it's yeah I think it's better. Yeah, I, I think or that Hanzo too. <laughs> yeah, Hanzo. Yeah, Hanzo. Man, he was in there clapping us. I'm like, dang. I'm like, dang. But I don't <laughs> think that's. I don't think that 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 the switch is necessary. I think your skill level and sticking with your team has to become better. Like, yeah, like I don't. All, I agree. Yeah, I think that the, we are so used to playing games geared towards go kill the next person if you win that fight. But these fights now in this one Overwatch. 
they are so much more impactful than the fights that I used to have in Overwatch. Like, if I die, it's a problem. Like, so being able to work off that life, have better cohesion between the team, that's all I care about at this point. Like, I want to make sure if I'm playing a healer, I'm healing. I'm not trying to be DPS God. I'm trying to be someone that is healing. That's why I love Lucio, because he is the best healer, in my opinion, to also stay alive and keep the team alive. I don't know. I know that there's other ones that if you got a skill level that you can meet, they are great. But most of the time, people get so caught up in trying to do other things that they don't realize that they're missing the point of a healer. <laughs> so Mercy yeah. and Lucio are still the greatest to me, but um, I get it. Everybody's valuable. That is what I want to make sure. That's what I want Overwatch to make sure they put at the forefront of this game is that everybody is valuable and that everybody is balanced enough to make sure your team is winning. It's just really those key points of stay with your team, Make sure you're not jumping out out the gun, trying to take take on a tank. Understand who you're fighting and how they're fighting, and really just kind of reading this team better. Like that is it. I don't think I ever felt like I needed. I haven't felt like I needed to change yet. I just felt like I needed to get better at the game. Like I don't think I had to change a yeah. character. Like oh, I need to change it because you suck with him too. Whatever the case may be, it definitely it's like requires more skill. I just feel like it has more skill and more cohesion with your team and i think us obviously being on comms we can call out stuff better we just don't we just yeah. we're just playing it right now to to get a feel of the game and that's fine because i want to enjoy it for that once we get to a point where we want to win all the time and we want to we obviously we, we're playing to win but you know that comes with time and actually enjoying the game playing it together so we got to get some wins yeah first. of all the games we, we play this is the most like team work required because yeah. like like i said Absolutely. if i'm i'm Zenyatta and i'm getting killed by a soldier it's in any other game you know i just got to get better at killing them but in this game i i have to rely on my teammates for certain things like i i can't kill kill him so yeah. somebody come help me you know yeah no i it, it, it's it's very true like you have to play off your teammates understand who you're around who's alive who's up when they say group up really like figure out where the group is and like not stray off trying to kill off that one individual that may try to push the team and get spanked so you might as well wait come back with the team they push and it'll get spanked so it's like those types of situations where we are starting to be, get better at just understanding what, what we're playing yeah obviously y'all played this long, a lot longer than i but i am starting to get a grasp of truly how to fight characters and how to reach when, when to when to fight when to retreat when it makes sense if you if you see like really look at the le like the kill feed because the kill feed tells you how many people in your team are up like i'm trying to heal everybody and like everybody's dead so maybe i should you know fall back play the backside be able to see my team in, in its totality um and see their health bars and then maybe you know lucio um special to keep everybody alive and you know things like that but um you know that comes with time and as we play and continue to play um and we i i, I don't think i'm gonna play that game alone but i i do know i'm gonna play with y'all and if i do play alone it's probably going to be a one character one character owner 
type of situation because I don't really want to. I don't know. Sometimes I just don't feel like that game is fun on its which by one with one with just myself. But I could be, you know, just looking at it from a different, you know, space. But yeah, uh, we get there. I already, I already know what I asked. The same character that shouldn't go. I should not be fighting no Sombra. I should be fighting no Genji. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Fighting no Zari. I'm like, it's a couple of characters. I'm like, look, man, I ain't even, I'm gonna keep it a buck with you. Like, I want zero smoke with you unless my boys here. If they not here, I don't want to fight you. I ain't yeah. fighting no Tracer. Yeah. Like, this is just certain characters that's gonna, they there to harass you, especially like Sombra, Genji, and Tracer. They literally there to harass you. They actually Sombra. Like, if I see a Zenyatta by himself, I'm gonna kill him and I'm gonna run to his spine. I'm gonna just stand outside the spine for the next five yeah. minutes, kill him <laughs> until he switched. So. <laughs> <laughs> But that one thing y'all was going against, that dude was a dog, okay. He, he, he knew what he was doing with me. I'm like, man, all right, bro. I see I see how you come a big dog, but you know, yeah. <laughs> it's some characters like like you you can go up you can go against the May. You just gotta know what you're doing, especially like a this is a good one because you know, May can take out almost all your health with the little icicle thing, but if it's a somber, I'm like, yeah, I'm gonna be honest, I ain't trying to fight you. Like so <laughs> when I know a somber on the field, I'm like I'm not venturing off by myself. Like I'm like, where are my boys at? Because I'm not. She gonna hack me, and I'm gonna get cooked. Like I'm not doing that. So, yeah. same thing with Genji. Same thing with Tracer. Like Tracer, you can kind of manage, especially if they don't know how to do their rewind. You can anticipate that. But what uh, a time we're gonna feel. Like, I don't even want to fight you, dog. <laughs> what you here for? I don't want to fight. Yeah. Well. Well, we do have to move on because I want to make sure we get to these topics. But yeah, Overwatch 2 is going to be a recurring topic for us because we, we plan it, actually. So, um, But n- the next thing I wanted to talk about, and I think we can... Uh, yeah, let, let's go here first. So <laughs> Call of Duty is pushing uh, to get people to play their campaign. Um they want the multiplayer to be tied to it in a lot of ways, but they want it to where there's a lot of unlockables you get for playing the campaign. Um, and there's like a lot of rewards that you get that you can use in the multiplayer for p- playing the campaign, like operators, weapon blueprints, emblems, double weapon XP. Uh, you get all of this for finishing the campaign, right? Um, I guess when y'all used to when you used to play Call of Duty, did you ever engage in a campaign like often or just one done? Yeah, man, I used to um, play Commander Shepard, bro. I mean, not Commander Shepard, uh, General Shepard. There we go. Yeah, man, you ain't, <laughs> you ain't like when General yeah. Shepard throws. But was that when you wrote. had less games to play? Like, like it was was it out of? Did you truly enjoy the game the campaign? Yeah, uh, like, it depends on the Call of Duty. Like Call of Duty Four and Modern Warfare Two, I played the campaign a lot. Um, like I, I beat them both on like the hardest difficulty, just because. Uh, I mean, when I was young and that was the game I had, so I was gonna play that game. But it would, I found it fun uh, trying to do the challenge because um, mm-hmm. I was really good at the multiplayer, and I wanted to see you know how my skills can translate to the the single player whatever um other call of duty games not really it it, like it depends like if i enjoy the campaign and for a lot of them i don't actually enjoy the campaign it's kind of just like a time waster um so that that's the first point um 
like the last campaign that I enjoyed was probably Modern Warfare 2. I liked Black Ops 1 a bit because it was interesting, but I don't actually remember the levels. Like, I don't think I actually want to replay the levels. Ah, <laughs> uh, yeah, okay. I can, I can agree with that. Like, I know they're playing. Black- mm-hmm. Go ahead. Sorry. No, nah, I just going to say Black Ops 1. I do think it was interesting. I'm not going to say I replayed the levels. I think the one that I mainly played was probably uh, Call of Duty 4 and Modern Warfare 2. Trying to shoot Zach AF, shoot his arm off, uh, General Shepard. Like, you know, it's, it was stuff with Reznov on, on Black Ops 1, but it just wasn't. I mean, it hit, but it just, I don't know, man. It just, I ain't even played Modern Warfare 3 campaign. Like, that's how much I got, like, detracted from the campaign. So it wasn't. I think when you get older and stuff like that, it's just a whole bunch of, I was playing on Xbox, L-Trigger, R-Trigger, because it, like, snap on the enemies that you got to shoot. So it just kind of, like you said, it was a time waster. It was, you probably can turn that off, but you can literally just tap L-Trigger and just lock on to different people for you. So, yeah. I don't know. It just kind of was I will say for the um, Modern Warfare 2019, I was I was looking up, like, prices of the game because i wanted to try it like see what campaign was about um just because like i know it's not the same story but at least i'm familiar with the setting and the characters so Mm -hmm. i could compare it to what i played before but like realistically i never bought it because the the stories don't matter it's just sometimes they have like cool moments but i don't i don't think most people care so them putting some stuff in the single player might be good because i mean it it, who's to say that you won't enjoy the campaign it's just you know they're like six seven hours long and you just kind of just want to get straight to the multiplayer gotcha yeah the cool thing about um this is that they're also doing um you can also play the campaign early so long as you have the digital pre-order though so you can't get the you can't get the physical but you do get early access to the campaign. So that means day one, you can jump into the multiplayer with your unlocks, or you can um, just experience the campaign without having to feel like, oh, I just want to jump into the multiplayer quickly. You know, because most people are going to say, I'm not going to play the campaign while everybody's playing multiplayer. I want to play the multiplayer. So it's two things that have happened in the pre-order bonus where you can play the game, play the campaign early, um, I think that's important to note. Um, and then it's also the rewards. That means that they are putting money and investing time into getting you to play their campaign. I, I would hope it'd be good. So I am one that's going to pre-order and I'm going to play the game early because I'm, like I said, I already, I already said I was going to buy it because I'm just over Apex and that much that I'd rather play other shooters at this point. Um, so... I am going to buy that and I'm, I'm going to try it, but I think I'm not interested in the campaign. That's not what I mean. <laughs> I'm not, but I am intrigued on whether or not this will get me involved in the campaign because obviously I, hopefully this thing is like, like eight to nine hours. I can get through it quickly and I can do it in the early week so that I don't have to worry about it when I'm starting the multiplayer and I can have like extra rewards or whatever so that I can level up my stuff sooner because they give you like 60 minute bonus double book XP tokens and stuff like that. So um, 
I don't know. I think it's a good move, but it could be a it could cause people to be a little upset. I mean, obviously, you got to digitally pre-order it in order to get the early access. But then once you do that, it's like you're getting a head start. But I mean, that's what you usually pay for in games like this is a head start. It's not a I can't achieve it. You just got to wait a little bit longer. So, um, but yeah, what do you guys think about games that do come with multiplayer uh, providing this early access option. Do you think that would help engage the early access more? Because I don't even know what other games that are big like this that does like that has a campaign and a multiplayer that the multiplayer almost outweighs the campaign. Like, I don't really know. Um, like story mode. Cause it's it, not many left. Cause like I would say halo, but nowadays it's not as big as it used to be in like call of duty Battlefield, the last couple of games, they haven't even had a campaign. Right. Um, and like super, super competitive shooters like Rainbow Six don't even have one. So I think they're they're going away. Call of Duty is probably like the last big one. Um, yeah. Which which is good. I, I think they should still make it because there are people that enjoy it. And, you know, you get more for your money because <laughs> mm-hmm. they're not going to lower the price of the game if they remove Ooh, the, the uh, campaign. <laughs> Um. Yeah. Okay. Well, I thought it was pretty intriguing because Apex Destiny campaign. It, well, yeah, Destiny's campaign. Like I said, I, I've beaten the Witch Queen one, and I thought it was really good. Um, I thought it was challenging too because I played on the legendary difficulty, and you know, I never usually have a hard time going through the campaign. And this one was giving me a little run for my money. I had to put my little thinking cap on and, and try to survive. And it didn't feel like it was just overly punishing. It just felt like you had to be more conscious of what you were actually doing. Um, and that's what um, I liked about that campaign. So as long as they are hitting something, because I've bought a, like the last three, I bought Black Ops, War? No, I didn't buy Black Ops 4. I bought Cold War. I bought Modern Warfare. Um, and that's it. I bought those two. And I never beat the campaigns on either. And this is the first one I'm going to actually give it a fair sh- try. And that's simply because they gave me early access. And or at least gave me the ability to have early access. So um, I think that's a cool feature. I just don't think it's going to be something that's pushed through the rest of the industry because as you stated nobody's really doing campaigns anymore it's really like a dying thing and they want you to play this one because they spent a lot of money on it, it seemed like anyway um so hopefully it's actually decent uh but yeah call of duty gonna be duty in <laughs> that's all there is to it um but nvidia NVIDIA is unlaunching a card. That's never happened before. They are taking away the 4080 12 gig version. They said because it just wasn't named right. I said, bruh, you had so much backlash because this card was literally not the same. It was not just a difference in RAM. You called it a 4080 when you knew you should have called it a 4070 and dropped the price like 300 bucks. You didn't do that, though. So 
NVIDIA got caught with their pants down, as usual, in some degree. And now they're trying to right their wrongs. I feel like they know something coming with AMD. And uh, they're getting a little nervous. But um, right now, yeah, it, it just seemed like it was more of a... Yeah, we we got spanked. It's time to fix our fix our problem. Like that was it. It's not like they wanted to do this. They tried to trick you. They tried to make you feel like, and I don't know how they trick how they're going to trick the most technical space in the world when it comes to anything graphics card processing all these like metrics and and things that they do like the actual community behind this stuff. They are like the most technical people out there. Why would you think that would work? So it just didn't make any sense. So, yeah, uh, the 4080, if you did not know, uh, was a graphics card that was recently announced with the 4080 16 gig and the 4090 RTX cards. This is the 4000 series cards from NVIDIA. Um, these graphics cards are very powerful. The 4090 had a lot of stuff happening and a lot of things that were just recently announced and are recently released like reviews and stuff like that. And the thing is very powerful. Like ray tracing is off the chain. The DLSS three is really, really good. Um, there's a lot of good things happening at NVIDIA, but there was this big stain on their record due to this 12 gig 480 this 12 gig 480 it was a very underpowered and, and like cuticores and like everything when it came to these this card like the, this 12 gig version it was a 4080 but the 4080 16 gig version was like on paper already showed that it was just not the same card like the silicon was just different so everybody was wondering like well why they call it a 4080 if it's not the same card, it's 12 gigs versus 16 gigs, but the silicone under that, underneath that power and everything isn't the same. Like there's just, they're totally different things. Uh, so people started questioning it. Backlash began to occur. Uh, NVIDIA after two weeks, I believe it's been two weeks. They have decided to, <laughs> and I quote, um, we decided to unlaunch the 412 gig 4080 because it wasn't named right. I mean, I'm paraphrasing, but that's what they said. It's because it wasn't named right. <laughs> yeah. To that, I say I think, you're idiots. <laughs> but uh, yeah. <laughs> I think, of course, like you, you mentioned, they they have a market leader. And whenever market leaders come up, you know, they, they try to get over every now and then. Um, I don't think it was smart, like, because, P- like, PC gamers are the most picky people in the world. Yes. Uh, they'll wait 10 years before they upgrade their car until yes. they find the perfect one. Uh, so it, it was kind of like a, um, I, I guess, miss misthought out plan to just like put it out there and see if people get it. But at the same time, they are launching one of the best cards this year. I, I, you know, AMD can still come out with some good, but the card is very powerful that they can back it up. But uh, yeah, yeah, it's just, it was just a dumb move. And I think people eventually like get over it. Um, But yeah, I don't, I don't know what the actual plan was. (laughs) Me neither. 
And I'm glad they kind of got caught out and they had to... The, the the funniest part is that they're unlaunching something. Like, I've never seen it where they, like, they're not going to launch it and they're not going to give it another date. They said they're going to just basically change it. So, what this card will be, and everybody's going to find out very, very, like, soon in, like, next court, next year, first quarter, second quarter, this is going to be the 4070. Uh, might be a, it might be a 4070 Ti, but this is the card that was supposed to come out that was the budget-friendly card. And what's going to happen is that people are going to be able to, you know, match the specs. It was rebranded as such. This is literally them just trying to oversell a great a card. Not saying that the card was terrible. Not saying the performance was bad. I am literally saying that they attempted to sell a lesser powered card for a higher price and try to pretend as if it matched the 16 gig 4080 performance. Um, regardless of what you think about, you know, NVIDIA or anything like that, that is manipulation at its finest. And um, they should be held accountable for it, but they're not. So they just unlaunched it, which is, I mean, that's the, Worst, that's the best case scenario. People aren't being duped at the store. Like people aren't like, oh, I'll just get the forty eighty because it's a little bit cheaper. I get the twelve gig versus the sixteen gig, not realizing that they get a whole different card. So, I guess this is the best outcome because you can't undo what you did, but you can at least not try to trick people further at the store. Um. So yeah, that's the news on the video. It's already been. It's overshadowed. From all the special and like cool things that they're doing with the 4090 and DLSS 3, it's all being overshadowed by this. So they did that. <laughs> uh, next thing I wanted to talk about uh, was the Xbox and PlayStation back and forth. Did you guys see that? Did you see the back and forth? Yeah. These giant companies. A little bit. A little bit. Okay. Well, let me let me let me refresh this here. So, these are some of the reasons Microsoft basically wasn't happy with uh, PlayStation doing a lot of the whole. Well, we feel as if your guys are trying to um, diminish our our sales or our. Uh, uh, I, I think they said that they're trying to when they take that product away. They are going. To, it's going to be damning to their ability to sell the console. Like this one count, this one game is not is going to hurt them so much. So they kept saying and reiterating that. So a lot of you know Xbox's return and like conversation and or at least their rebuttals were steered around that. So some of the things that they have addressed or at least said publicly now is that sony playstation so these are some of the things that they are concerned for the following reasons that they are misplaced concerns essentially uh sony mm -hmm. playstation has been the largest console platform for over 20 years and this is this is microsoft talking to cma like to the um i forget the name of the the, the freaking people that's doing the yeah it's, the, it's just the european uh, united kingdom board or whatever who are, who are reviewing this yeah uk cma regulators 
Uh, Sony PlayStation has been the largest console platform for over 20 years with an install base of over 150 million consoles, making it larger than Nintendo and more than double the size of Xbox. So they already admitted, I mean, they admitted to that. Basically, they're not doing like anywhere near the numbers of Sony, which we already knew that, uh, Sony engages in conduct today, which is reflective of its market power in console gaming, including increasing prices of its console without fear of losing market share. Everybody knew this, like they're selling bundles. They're not selling that console alone. They up the price everywhere else outside of the U S they are, they essentially have increased the price and nobody cares <laughs> because it's Sony. Um, and I mean, people are less engaged with like finding them. There's more on the streets now, but that's in the U S too. So it's not as if, this wasn't like a trickle effect. Like this is basically what was already happening because people are readily available. They are readily available and people no longer need that. It's not the man is no longer there with the supply. Um, the suggestion that the ink, uh, I'm, I'm, I'm messing up this word. The incumbent incumbent. Oh my God. Incubant incubant. That's incumbent. Yeah, maybe. I don't know. The session that that market leader with a clear and enduring market power could be foreclosed by the third largest provider as a result of losing access to one title is not credible. There are more than 4,000 games available on PlayStation alone. <laughs> I mean, so they're, they're basically reading them with what everybody already knows, like. This ain't gonna hurt you, my guy. Um, the evidence shows that less than a certain percent of PlayStation monthly active users are playing Call of Duty. Even with all of those gamers, a highly improbable outcome from a hypothetical floor foreclosure strategy, the PlayStation gamer base will remain significantly larger than Xbox today. Uh, since this transaction was announced, Sony has acquired several game studios, including Bungie, developer of the popular online game Destiny 2, Haven Studios, Lesengale, and Savage Games, and a minority interest in From Software, the developer of the biggest game of 2022, Elden Ring, among other hit games. This complements Sony's existing minority shareholding in the Epic Games, publisher of Fortnite, strong first-party game catalog, and extensive portfolio of exclusive arrangements with third-party publishers. There are over 280 exclusive first-party and third-party titles on PlayStation in 2021, nearly five times as many as Xbox. Bro, what is Sony doing? What is Sony doing, my guy? Like, they know, we all know this. The fact that they had to write, write this all down and like get this over to them is hilarious to me because literally what Sony is trying to portray is that they're the underdog, one, and two, that it's Call of Duty is going to cause them to have so much um, anguish in their, in their, in their market. Like, it's not. Y'all are very powerful in your own right this is not the, the play and this is hilarious to me that they even had to do this for something that you know for one game 
it's not even as if they're talking about all their catalog of Activision. They're talking about one game, Call of Duty. That's hilarious. And <laughs> and basically Microsoft has some receipts, which is which is pretty great because putting it all together like this it just makes it just makes them what's his name? What's his name? Jim Ryan? What's his name? Yeah. Yeah. Seems more pettier than Lever. Like that's a petty man now. That's real petty. And for them to be doing this type of stuff, trying to slow it up for this, like Call of Duty? I don't know, man. Seems like you're a little reckless. Yeah. Um, of course, we ain't lawyers, but the receipts just seem pretty clear. Like, it, the Sony's argument is pretty, like, doesn't make sense, they especially, like, like so I said, they're already engaging in the type of stuff that they're complaining about, like purchasing studios and exclusivity and all this stuff. Yep. And all that over one title. Um, so, I, you know, I think... Microsoft, obviously, they're doing the work. They're they're doing their best to defend it, and they probably will make a good case. Um, the other thing I saw today is something that the the uh, the UK board or whatever brought up was the uh, Game Pass situation, where mm-hmm. now they're trying to argue, or I don't know if it's them or Sony, they're trying to argue that Game Pass is the game streaming market leader, and. Uh, that could be a problem because there is no other game streaming service that can compete with Game Pass. And so this acquisition would only make Game Pass stronger. Um, but again, I think Microsoft will just follow up because some other things that they laid out in it is like, well, uh, how come there are no Xbox titles on other streaming platforms, you know, and, and stuff like that. And it's it's not really strong because there is stuff like you know they bought bethesda and they are on Mm. some streaming services and if there's anything that's not on playstation it's because playstation doesn't want it there because i'm pretty sure one thing they mentioned is like you know game pass is not available on competitor platforms it's like i'm 100 sure phil has asked uh playstation to put game pass on uh playstation They could. I mean, it's 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 not like it's not possible. There's plenty of games on there that is cost that, that is cross. Because they would you know, definitely platform. cut a deal like that. Like they would take less money from the Game Pass in order to get it on the platform because they it's believe so platform. strongly. In- yeah, yeah. <laughs> it's a huge. It's bigger than theirs. It's it's two times bigger than theirs. So it's not like it's like uh, what what are we doing here? Uh, I, I just found it very funny and I found these points to be very potent. And it was like, yeah, they did do that. Yeah, they did do that. Yeah, they do have this. And I was just like, bro, y'all have all of this stuff and y'all acting like this, man. Come on, G. Let them let them do their thing so that we can move past this and get some games. You know, we all like games. That's what I what can I say? I like games. That's that's pretty much what we're trying to get to anyways. Um. But anything on that before we move on? It sounds like, uh, now I'm going to just keep my comments to myself, man. <laughs> <laughs> man, no, nah, man, speak up, boy, you on the air. What you nah, I was going to say, it's not like Sony acting like Nintendo. Like, man, come on, man, just play fair, bro. I mean, we... <laughs> Sony... <laughs> they just stuff way, bro. Yes. I mean, that's... It ain't Burger King, though. <laughs> 
Can't have it that way. Yeah, nah, that's what they think, man. That's what they think. They want it that way, though, for sure. All right, Gotham Knights. The, the, the hits keep on rolling. So, uh, 30 FPS, Gotham Knights, they uh, just announced that, yeah, you're not going to be able to, um, you're not going to have a performance mode, buddy. You're, we're too busy trying to force co-op on you. You can't have, which you, you can't have it your way either. I guess they, they did the Burger King line. So, um, they were in Discord talking about people. People were f- trying to figure out, okay, are we going to get a 60 frames per second mode for Gotham Knights? Um, remember my first stance on Gotham Knights? Our stance previous before was that Gotham Knights was going to be a game that was going to be focused because they, they marketed that way. And they shipped it, or at least they there they uh, they marketed it that way, um, and they introduced it that way. So it was, you know, co op experience, right? This thirty frames per second situation just and it just basically proves I was right because I kept I kept getting people mm-hmm. that were saying I was wrong that I should think of it as a single player experience. I said that's not how they marketed it, nor is that how they introduced it. This here confirms that their motive and their their like the backing behind it, what they want this to be, is a co-op experience similar to Marvel's Avengers. Not in a similar sense of that much, but yes, like to to say that I can't get sixty FPS because you want me to have drop in, drop out co-op, it's it's it's, it's alarming because it feels as if this was a foundationally built upon that co-op experience and not the single player that tells me that there's not much of a foundation within the game. The story might be okay, but that's it. And the co-op is going to hold, it's going to hold itself accountable because, um, if it's not fun, it's not fun. I mean, that's all, that's all I have to say because I don't want to like, I don't want to be a, I don't, the game ain't came out yet, right? So don't I don't, not too much on Gotham Knights, not too much. But I just want to state that this here, this thirty FPS though, this this point right here, this screams. Uh, wait for reviews. <laughs> yeah, do not buy day one. That. That was probably the biggest blow to me over all the other stuff because, like, I was still interested and, like, I like the Batman games. And then this, you know, is the next step from that. It has an online focus, which I don't care about. And I don't really actually understand it because they're just saying, like, it's seamless and you just walk around the world and, like, somebody pop up and y'all do a mission together. It's like, I I don't know if I I want that. (laughs) Um, But, um, this is, is hurts the game for me, at least on console. And even though I could buy it on PC, I kind of, like you said, want to wait because, like, why is it that you can't implement some sort of other performance mode? And, like, I know that, uh, you know, making games is not easy and yeah. that, that probably requires a lot of work. But we're two years into this generation and every other game that has come out yeah, they have their 30 FPS mode, and they, at bare minimum, they give you a unlocked frame rate, lower resolution mode, um, because people will prefer that. And you know, maybe you can make optimizations over time and make it better. 
mm-hmm. was like, why would you even release your game in this state? Like, I, I don't know what resolution the game is at, but if it's 4K 30, I don't care because I don't play it at 4K. So, <laughs> um, you know, yeah. it, it it just seems like a worse product, and I think the game is seventy dollars on you know next gen, and they even canceled the um, PS4 and like previous Xbox versions because they were like, you know, it was just too hard to get it optimized on those systems. So it's, I don't know what is going on with that game. It seems like a a mess from its technical standpoint. It seemed like the uh, game was changed multiple times and that their foundation was built off of a co-op experience and that foundation cannot be altered in the ways that we think because mm-hmm. of how they wanted that experience to go in the beginning. Now that everybody's pushing out all oh, this narrative, it's single player bullcrap. That is what they did to appease the people that did not enjoy the initial launch that you experienced, that you showed us. Like, you showed us an experience, of co-op experience. You had that tainted Marvel Avengers. You knew what Marvel Avengers did to us. You knew exactly what they did to us before you showed us that trailer. I don't think that trailer came out at before Marvel Avengers. Maybe. I don't think so, though. Um, but... They know what that they know what that was gonna do. It was gonna put it in a space. And they put it in that space because that's what they were doing. I think they had to regear and repurpose it because they weren't getting the traction that they wanted. And now this comes out tells me for sure that I can skip this game. Because it's not I I know that they are going to pretend as if they they're gonna pretend like this is a two thing two things right. They're gonna pretend like it's a single player game and they're gonna pretend like it's a co op game. And the the truth of the matter is is that it's neither because you can't have <laughs> you can't have a lacking co op experience and you really can't have a lacking single player experience. So then you're gonna be stuck in this middle ground of an Avengers where you just don't know what this experience should be, and it's unfortunate, but. I mean, like I said, not too much on them, because if I do too much, all they're going to say is that I'm judging the game before it comes out. But what I will say is, is that it's not looking great. So uh, not too much. I ain't going to do that. Much. I ain't going to do that much. But I'm, I will say that Gotham Knights is looking like um, y'all going to have a rough road ahead of y'all if y'all trying to buy that game. Uh, yeah. Anything? Hopefully it's good, but I'm waiting to see. Uh Anything good come from out of it yet? Like, have anything you seen that was good? Like, I, I know you said you liked it, the bosses, right? Or, like, maybe you liked the bosses' designs? I don't know, he's doing, like, a different version of uh, or, but Honestly, no. <laughs> like, I I liked, uh, like, the last Batman game I played, Arkham Knight. I thought it was really fun, and at least if they just wanted to continue where that left off, just, you got more characters like that's pretty much all I wanted. It's okay to have like some co-op, but it seems like they're going into more of a online service. It's not just co-op. Um and I I don't know. The the online service stuff has been trying I don't know. I know people going to complain that it's not online service blah blah blah. The marketing of the game hasn't given me any good impressions cuz like I see the characters, they doing cool stuff. But you just like wandering around the city, and I don't understand 
what this game is supposed to be versus like Arkham Knight. Go back to look at any trailer like the trailer is probably seven years old and it just gets straight to the point. You're Batman. You go into the city. They they got bombs and stuff. and You're trying to save it. And yeah. For a Batman game, the story shouldn't be, Mm -hmm. like, muddled or confusing. Yeah, because it's Attack On, and they don't really have, like, a a true, seamless story that you all go through because they're trying to incorporate this co-op, multiple character experience, and... And people just feel like we're crazy, but um, it's just a small, small group. I think majority of people, and it's going to reflect in their in their experience in their sales or day one pickups. It's going to reflect there that it's too it's a confusing game, and the way they market it made it worse. So, uh, but yeah, <laughs> not too much. <laughs> I want to say <laughs> I keep saying that, but then I do too much. But uh. Uh, yeah, Gotham Knights uh, out everywhere soon. Yeah, you want to pick it up? You want to want to try it? Go right ahead. We just want to keep make sure we informing the people of what's going on behind the scenes. Um, but yeah, the next thing I wanted to talk about, or the last thing, because we're pretty much out of time, is Battle Pass fatigue. I know Jalen. I know we all tired of it. And I, and I feel like that's what happened to multiverse. I'm like, what happened to multiverse? Did we not like it, or <laughs> is it is it like I don't want to play that much, or is it like not too much new going on? I don't know. But um, anyways, battle battle pass fatigue. Um, everybody is adopting the model. All the model or all the modern online games are just adopting this, and um, it seems as if it's going to be the future, right? Like this is literally what we were, we're going to expect a battle fast, a battle, a battle pass experience where you get dripped rewards and ability or rewards and more faster track rewards. And then you get like skins and stuff like that. Um, there's a lot of time that every, you know, game demands, these games demand a lot of your day daily unlocks, daily challenges, daily um, achievements, things that you have to do and log in daily to to receive. Uh, I know Josh. I know you said recently that you had. Um, I don't know if you want to read it, but Fortnite. You was like you you did some mm-hmm. things that you could help you with your battle pass. Um, are we? Are we at the point of the fatigue of battle passes? Are we at the peak of I'm over it? Or are we still have yet to hit the mountaintop? Where are we? Where are, are we still on the uprise or are we on descent? Are they descending, um, uprising, or are we at the peak? Of the yeah, fatigue? I mean, I think Jalen might feel different because battle passes are a time sink. Like, it's it's the main way that you play the game. Most of these games don't have any other sort of like progression uh, or like no other way to just like unlock things or, you know, just get Ooh. new content. So yeah, you got the battle pass, but it requires like a lot of time and like multiverses mm-hmm. was like a clear, like, Oh no, they actually want me to play this game all day, every day for two months to <laughs> unlock this stuff. And 
I think 50% of the battle pass like benefit or like argument. Well, I think it's three things. One, it should, it should always refund you some money. Like mm-hmm. games that don't do that are just being greedy and it's trash. So when Halo didn't do it, multiverses and Overwatch not giving people money back. Uh, and it, I think it's just garbage because there have been a lot of good examples of games that have done it and like it's kind of expected and you're not living up mm-hmm. to that example. Uh, two is what's in the battle pass. Like, is it something actually worthwhile? Mm-hmm. 90% of the time, no. It's like, you know, you get a little spray or a little sticker and maybe it's a couple guns. I will say Apex has like, for me, it's 50 50. I don't like the battle pass skins, but sometimes I got some decent guns or like the stuff at the end is really nice and I want to get it. Uh, but, and then, and then last is like time. Like, most of these games just ask too much of your time, and I feel like I have to do it. Like right now, I'm playing Fortnite and Overwatch. I'm going to try to finish their battle passes. That way, the rest of the season, I don't have to worry about coming in and finishing the battle pass. If I want to play the Halloween event, I can just play the Halloween event. I don't got to worry about, oh, well, I got 10 days left to get 20 levels because. That's the main reason I stopped buying the Apex Battle Pass. It's just it's just too freaking long. And like, mm-hmm. even if I, if I play it the last two weeks where you got all the the boosts available and all the quests, it's like, I got to spend all my time doing this. If I don't finish it, I kind of wasted my money. So yeah. I, I think there, there could be more innovation in the Battle Pass space, like just how to keep it engaging, how to keep it so you don't waste... Like you're not wasting all your time to level up. Mm-hmm. Um, y'all know I, I enjoy Fortnite. Honestly, it's not too different other than I think they offer a little bit higher quality stuff in the Battle Pass than other games, but it's still the same uh, type of grind that you get. So I don't know. But the counter side of that, I don't know what else should be replaced with, you know, other than just the game have, being like complete and lit no microtransactions um i don't you know because loot boxes i think are worse um even though some people like them <laughs> i do agree that loot boxes are worse i do feel like the battle pass is a gateway to uh anxiety and like people feeling like they're gonna fomo so they spend money because every one of these, and I'm sure Overwatch 2, you can buy a tier. You can buy a level, right? Mm-hmm. Um, I, I'm not sure in Fortnite. Can you buy levels? Yeah, you can buy. Yeah. Uh, yeah. So if you don't have the time, you can spend the money to up a level, right? And... As these battle passes continue to come out, they get less rewarding and more time consuming. Multiverses was a, a very damning for me. It was like, no, I'm not wasting my time on this. I don't care. That's why I kept saying, if I can get to the end, I'll buy it. But I, I, I don't think I will, um, especially with the, the, the decline and how much we have started playing it. Even though I still find it to be an enjoyable game smash bros and like fighter games they always have like a very high and alarming game um and day one engagement day week week two week three week four it's really hard to 
get a buy-in where people are just constantly coming back. You can always add new characters and make it refreshing. But at the same time, if you're only playing one person, sometimes it's just not enough to keep everyone engaged. I find like I find that multiverse's formula of gameplay loop is sufficient. I just we just haven't had I just haven't had time to play it again. Like um, there's plenty of times where I wanted to cut it on and you know do my LeBron James moves, do some under uh, under the um under the leg dunks, but you know just haven't had the time. Um, but then there is games like 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 there's changes being made. And, but then there's also games like Halo Infinite, you know, where they allow you to go back a season and level up an old pass. Like they're they're removing the FOMO, um, fear of missing out. But then it makes me it's like a the least priority thing. It's like it's like one of those low low tasks. If you if you ever worked in tech or <laughs> tech support, it's one of those low tasks. It's like it's way at the bottom. I don't care because I can get around to it whenever, right? So there mm-hmm. is this this engagement loop that you want to have, but you don't want people to feel as if they are punished for not checking in a day, and yeah. you have to pay to, to to catch up, right? Um, and then you don't want them to feel as if there's <clears throat> a super benefit for paying for like, like what apex did when they said nine battle Royale versus battle Royale. And like, they gave you the option to do either or like the change to that alone significantly increased my ability to to level that bass. I haven't played it in a while and I'm at 60. I haven't played that game like at all during this season and I'm at 60. Um, so it does help. But I just think, are the changes coming too slow or do we just have a distaste for battle passes for what they try to invigorate in you? Like they try to, they try to rile you up, give you anxiety that you're going to miss out, not anxiety, but it's going to, it's going to give you that fear of missing out um, experience. And it's going to make you feel as if you're losing something if you don't give it your time. Or if you don't buy it outright with your money and just level the pass, um, there's a sweet. I guess there's a sweet line with that. And how? First thing I want to talk about is 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 just that experience for you, Jalen. And then, because I know you don't really engage with battle passes that often. Only on games you really enjoy, and even when then you're not like that impressed. But um, let me, I guess, let me speak, let, let you speak to that first for your missing out. Um, yeah, I mean, I guess the, I, I guess I kind of knew about the fear of missing out with a battle pass, but not really thinking about it. Mm-hmm. Um, I don't know. I just, I don't, you want me to just speak to that or you want me to speak to battle pass entirely from my standpoint? Let's speak to first to the fear of missing out because I know you're you're we, we kind of know your stance. You're not the cosmetic guy, right? Uh, but I, I I would like to hear: Have you ever felt FOMO for anything? I have felt FOMO for anything in general, yes, and I have felt it for the battle pass. But because sometimes battle passes be so long, or they take a large amount of time, or something like that, I just. I just bite that bullet, like I'm not gonna do this. Like y'all got me messed up. And then on top of that, mm-hmm. not only not leveling up the battle pass, 
to like his full capacity so I can get, you know, that last scan or whatever it's supposed to be at the end of the battle pass. Um, sometimes I miss out because I just won't even buy the battle pass. Like I want something, but like it might be like, let's just say it's level 50 um, for like the premium version. I won't even get to level 50 on like the regular versions and I can just go buy the premium version and give me everything. So I just be kind of like, well, I might miss out on this, but it's just going to take too much time for me to get up there. So like, it's kind of OB for that anyway. So like, I mean, I'm just, I guess I ain't getting it. So I just bite that bullet. I mean, if I got to be BBQ chicken and not have that skin or that would be, I'd be a jerk for the warrior. Yeah. Um, all right. Well, what what made you intrigued in Overwatch's battle pass? It's simply because well, to be honest with you, to be honest with you, I know y'all said y'all like loot boxes like more than like battle passes and stuff. I think I heard a comment like that. Personally, some something like for me, I don't really like the how do I put it. I think battle passes are cool. Like you know, you gain something and stuff like that. Maybe the progression might be just a little bit faster again loot boxes, but the loot boxes add that variability where you can go get that legendary scan or X, Y, Z. Like, it's just, it's up for grabs, potentially. But, all right, that's cool. So it's kind of like a, um, it's like a gamble. It's like an all, you either get what you want or you don't get nothing at all. I mean, you'll you get something still from the loot box, but at least with the battle pass, you know you get it. I just don't like that the, the devs going to dictate what you're going to get at the end of the season or at the end of the battle pass, those sorts of things, because that can kind of deter you or, so, of course, they come with little things in, in the interim, like coins and all that type of stuff where you can go use it. But um, I think we had talked about this last week that specifically with Overwatch, you're not going to get enough like coins or that with the battle pass to go buy something anyway. So you have to either A, spend a lot of time and a lot of seasons and stuff to, before you can go buy something or B, you can just go buy it like outright or whatever, at least with the loot boxes and things like that you had that chance of potentially getting something different. You had that possible of getting something random and, you know, versus going out and seeing somebody on a match that you playing, like, oh, they completed the battle pass. Look what they got. You know what I'm saying? Like, it just... Yeah, can, they should have... You can already kind of gaze that. Yeah, they should have really just ate Apex lunch. Like, they should have just copied them. I would have appreciated that more because then I get a level and I can level up and I get like 600 or so coins and then I get a pack. Right. I don't, I, I really didn't have, I don't mind loot boxes. I don't, I just, I not, I, and I, and, and I want to correct it. I don't like the loot box system over the ape, the battle pass system. The, I don't think neither one of us did. I think we were just saying that loot boxes uh, are a little detrimental because they're gambling, right? Apex packs, and the battle pass coupled together to allow you to save up things to buy something you want is a much better experience than not being rewarded for your for the for your the stuff you're doing in game and just getting a battle pass you know earned and it's only 80 levels and once you're done with that battle pass there's no time for you to like there's no ability for you to earn something and I mean obviously they try to supplement it with the the, the XP but that's not an engaging system. Like fundamentally, even though I hate Apex's system, it's probably the most it's the it's the least boring one because at least if you got a random Apex pack, you can get a legendary out of it sometimes, but you don't have to pay for it. 
And if you do want to pay for it, they have a section for that. But maybe even Overwatch's stance would be we can give you free stuff in loot boxes. You cannot pay for loot boxes, though. You only can earn them by playing the game. That is a system that I can get behind, you know, because it allows me to have an achievable goal, that dopamine effect of, okay, what can I get? What can I get? But I can't spend any real money. And that one solves the issue that they were having that was plaguing them, that loot boxes were trash. And it allows them to kind of get the people to fear of missing out on the battle, battle pass because that is where they're going to hold their non-purchasable items. Like, I, I understand it. And... As Apex started to refine theirs, it became easier for me to level it without feeling like I'm going to, I have to play daily. Like I can literally jump into that game two weeks before it's finna end because they unlock all the weekly challenges. And there is a very simple way for you to go through that game and get everything done you needed to, right? Um, Overwatch has enough modes and systems to do the same thing and that's why i say they should have ate their lunch but i don't want to say that this is like one better than the other fatigue is still strong in both you can get tired of it you can get annoyed with doing the same thing over and go over for minimum rewards i just know apex gives you your money back that you put in and it allows you a free track to get packs so I've been more comfortable playing Apexes and pying into their system more because of those reasons um, than I would ever anywhere else. Um, And I'm not saying that they're perfect. I'm never going to say they're perfect because, like I said, they have like very expensive skins and things like that. Um, But they have decided to stop the fear of missing out on their skins that they sell. So you don't have to feel worried like, oh, this launch pack for Valerie just dropped. Should I, oh, Valkyrie just dropped. Should I buy it or should I wait? And you can wait because it's going to come back to the store at some point. And that's where it becomes a healthier experience for the person that's going to buy stuff anyway. Um because I don't have that fear of missing out no more because those things that it used to do in season one through seven or one through five, maybe CF seven, you no longer do like there's no exclusivity outside of the battle pass. So, uh, I, I enjoy being able to know that that is the case, even though people hate it. Cause they're like, well, we want exclusive skins that nobody else got, but truly all you're doing is you're, you're gatekeeping, you spending your money like let people spend their money on the things they like so um as long as they can do that if they can push that across the board i think fortnite is very similar in that way josh right and uh and what i'm sorry in this in a space of providing a way to earn by uh, earn and buy rewards in a more quick in a quick way like you can use in-game currency i i would think you can i'm not sure how to fortnite does it have like a interlocking system like apex where you can get earn like um crafting medals and craft something or no 
Uh, no, there is no crafting in Fortnite. The The main thing is that the Battle Pass gives you more money than it costs to buy the Battle Pass. So the Battle Pass is $10, and if you mm. buy it, it gives you 15 So as long as you, like, continuously playing, you're going to, like, keep accumulating money. Gotcha. But at the end of the day, they still expect you to, you know, they put something in the store to, to buy it because um, there's no crafting or loot boxes yet. That might be a good topic. Who has the best battle, uh, best best system for for that? Um, but um, yeah, I get you though, Jalen. It is a lot of fatigue out there, and I don't really know what's the best solution for it. And it's hard to say one is doing right and one is doing something wrong. Um, but and I know Halo tried to come out the gate swinging as if they were going to be the the champion of this, but Obviously, that fell flat. So. It was a good idea, but the amount of pass was not good. Yeah, so it didn't matter. <laughs> yeah, it fell flat, and and I don't I don't want that to be the sentiment that oh because we didn't do these things that that's why it fell flat. No, it didn't. Y'all didn't win because y'all didn't want to win. Y'all were very lax on your experience. Y'all were very lax on the modes, maps, and everything, and it and it showed when people stopped playing it. It's not a bad game though, but um, yeah. I, I think I think we can have this topic again because there's going to be another game that comes out and it's going to probably have a crap battle pass or system and we can talk about it because it, it is a lot of it's a, it is a lot of that out there. Uh, but that is pretty much it. I didn't want to. We went over a little bit on time, so I'm going to wrap it up here. Uh, any final things before we go, Jalen or Josh? Anything you want to tell the people? Before we get up out of here, you know me don't 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 drink and drive. That's mine. Uh, yeah, make make sure y'all ain't um, pre-ordering no WB games. I'm yeah. sick. <laughs> yeah, I feel kind of strange pre-ordering a Call of Duty game, but it's happening. <laughs> well, all right. Well. Um, I want to thank you guys for listening as always. Um, if you want to find this, you can find it on wherever you hold your podcast, Spotify, Google, Apple, where you name it, we're there. Uh, if you want to check out some clips of this, you can also find it on, uh, my BCD universe page, my YouTube channel. If you want to check it out there, I'll also talk about other stuff, but that is where you'll find some clips. And I want to thank you guys for listening as always. And we will talk to you guys next week. Peace.